member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of a family. Wherever I roam, a Fenway home, that's where I long to be. I'm a member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of insanity. Yeah, I live and die with Red Sox pride for eternity. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast covering Red Sox, Yankees baseball. For everyone staying up late tonight on Periscope, the podcast can be found shortly after the conclusion of this broadcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, and several other apps as well. Red Sox uh, just wrapped up game three against the New York Yankees with a 16 to 1 beatdown, and we will be getting into that momentarily. I am Terry Cushman, and I am joined tonight by Billy Hollihan and Liz Churchville. How are you guys? I'm awesome now. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm Mr. Negative usually on Twitter and uh, at times on the podcast. And I fully expected the Red Sox to lose tonight. I just, I thought Severino was impressive in the wild card game. And the Yankees never lost a single game at home all last postseason. The Astros couldn't beat them at home. Neither could the Indians. Or the Twins in last year's wild card. So I didn't like how that was looking. But I liked how it was looking after the fourth inning. When it was, uh, I don't know if it was 10 to nothing at that point. But seven runs came up in that inning. Billy, how did you, uh, what were your expectations uh, before the game tonight? Well, I don't know if you saw my tweet before the game. But I said Brock Holt was going to be the hero. And then he went and hit for the cycle. So, <laughs> I did. And I don't know if you saw the other one. I said Evaldi was going to throw a shutout. He gave up a run. But I, I expected us to win when they said Evaldi was going to start. Cause I felt he was just going to dominate like he did. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because he was said that he was going to be out of the pen. That's what Alex Cora said in game one if – all team one, I was waiting for him to come in. I was like, yeah. what are they doing? And then they brought Porcello in. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. I'm like, well, maybe they have more confidence in Rick Porcello. But, uh, you know, and Porcello had that complete game, you know, one hit, which was a solo by uh, Gregorius last August. It was by far his best start of the year, so... You know, I understood it, but uh, then they said uh, a day or two ago that Evaldi would be bumped up to game three and um, just absolutely shut them down for the most part. Liz, what I would have liked to see him go game two after he dominated earlier in the year. I mean, obviously it wasn't going to happen, but yeah, he's true. awesome against them. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, that was what his second start, I think, and 
he very similar went uh, I think he went seven shutout innings in that one but yeah, Liz, what were your expectations before? Because like myself, you you also picked the Yankees to win this series. Uh, yeah, I mean, after the wild card game with Severino, like I, I really felt like he was gonna he was gonna you know dominate them, or at least maybe not dominate. That's a that's a bad word, but but uh, but be way more competitive than he was. Um, so, so I was, I was thinking, you know, coming into Yankee Stadium, it's a hard place to play anyway, and uh, and obviously, you know, it's a home run park, and they've got a lot of home run hitters. So I, I was thinking that uh, that we were going to take the loss in this one, maybe not a big loss, but but still probably, uh, you know, would have would have lost here. But um, but uh, I too, I mean, I remember the first show uh, I was on. You asked me who the dark horse was going to be. And I didn't really have an answer uh, that show. And then uh, the next day, I think, I was looking at Brock Holt. And uh, I was like, I think I know who's going to be uh, that guy. And unfortunately, they i mean, they, they did need him but didn't need him here. And it was great that he got that, that cycle uh, and everything. But, uh, but he, really, he really came out of the woodwork. And I think he's going to continue to do that. Yeah, Severino's up tomorrow and he's a lefty. So, uh, Corey. Oh, that's what I meant to say, Sabathia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Severino's a righty. Um, Sabathia is a lefty, and he's up tomorrow. So I wonder if there'll be any pressure on Alex Cora to put him in the lineup anyway, just to ride the hot hand, so to speak. And that's yeah, a, I'd start him at third. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you could do that as well. It, you know, it's a lefty hitting park, so um, makes sense. And you figure. Sabathia probably only go four or five at the most anyway. So yeah, when he pitched in was was it March when we played them? No, not March. I'm August, early August when we played them. He went four. He and he looked tired after four. Yeah, that was a really hot night. But yeah, that was uh, he really had to labor through that, and and uh, hopefully we can do it uh, one more time. He's clearly not the same pitcher as he was last year anyway. No, he's just he's just a pitcher. Like he knows how to pitch. He doesn't need to overpower you. Right. Yeah. He's he's a finesse guy at this point in his career. Uh, but I mean, if they could take the crowd out of it again, they took the crowd out early, and that was big. If they can do that again tomorrow, like put up three in the first inning, I don't think they lose. Yeah, it's it's momentum, you know, and uh, we saw that in '04. You know, we kind of broke them in games four and five by going you know, 13, 14 innings, and then it seemed like game six and seven, we just kind of breezed through, you know, with, with all that momentum. And I'm hoping that's the case tomorrow, but the good news is is we're guaranteed a game five, and Chris Sale will pitch that game. And if Rick Porcello can clinch it tomorrow for us, then we'll have a few more off days and we'll really be able to line up our rotation the way we want it to be against the Astros who, who are into the next round. So they got all the time in the world to line things up however they want. Um, yeah. They got going tomorrow. Like it's a, like it's a must win, even though it's not, you don't want to go back to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. One game five. <laughs> yeah. Tanaka. I mean, they'll probably throw Tanaka on a short rest. I would assume. 
They could, yeah. And he's got really good numbers against us at Fenway Park, I noticed, which is kind of strange. He's got good stuff. Yeah. I've never noticed how, like, nasty he is, but he, he's nasty. Yeah. He's he's a big game pitcher. He always shows up and and uh, does his job, <laughs> unlike at least one of our guys. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll Who could that be? we'll we'll get to him in a little bit, but um, just see, about, you got a standing ovation. Yeah, the Yankee fans. I didn't. I heard about it. I did not see it. Oh my god, that must be so embarrassing. Yeah, it must be. How do you look at your teammates after that? Right. I mean, it's the elephant in the room, and they're saying you know he might come out of the bullpen, and I'm like, well, hopefully on a night like tonight he might, but. I don't want it to be in a high leverage situation, and certainly not while the top of the order is up either. You know, just you just be begging for. Yeah, at this point, his starts in the playoffs are just like giving the other team a game. Right. Yeah. Aaron Judge is basically an automatic home run, and I mean Gary Sanchez no hasn't hit well off of anyone, but he he raked in game two against Price and. Then he hit one off of Erod, so. Yeah, uh, I was trying to be confident because, like, I just said, like, he got shelled by them earlier, but I was like, all right, that was at Yankee Stadium. He's not a Yankee Stadium pitcher. I was like, maybe he can give us something at Fenway. No heart at all. He just has no heart. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's predictable. And I, I've I've been a hater all along, so it's been really easy for me to to maintain that narrative. And, and um, you know, he didn't look – he didn't look good in his two prior starts before the postseason, one of which was in Yankee Stadium. But uh, then against the Orioles, got off to a really shaky start. I think he gave up three runs in the first inning. And um, I just didn't like the way things were trending for him. And you Yeah, can... I was at game one when they like announced the whole roster for the game. And the whole section I was sitting in just booed David Price at Fenway. Yeah. Oh, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, so it was really bad in the crowd? Oh, my. The whole crowd, like, even behind me the whole game, this one guy just kept talking shit about him. And I couldn't I couldn't disagree with anything he said. Like, it, he was like, I don't want Price to pitch tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, dude, same. Oh, okay, yeah. Liz, I mean, you, you've seen Price as much as we have. Did you, you know, did you fully expect what took place to, to happen? On uh, Saturday, I was really holding out that uh, that he would prove you guys wrong, but uh, but unfortunately, he did not. <laughs> um, you know, I was hoping that that he was going to come in there and you know c- kind of win win back the fans, win back you know himself, you know, but uh, but uh, he. Uh, it just wasn't good for him. As far as like him coming out of the bullpen, I mean, I know what you you know just said about it, and you don't want him in a high pressure situation or anything like that uh, necessarily. But I mean, what would the rotation look like? You think uh, Cora would go with like a three man rotation? You know, at that point, if they did decide to play for uh, Price out of the bullpen, it was just for the rest of the series. They said that. Mm. Right. He wouldn't have been uh, lined up to pitch uh, again to start anyway. And mm-hmm. but that does... Yeah, he's not good. They're not going to skip his start against Houston. Have they said that? Do you know? or? I mean, they even said it, but okay. I couldn't see them doing it. Well, it would have to I be... I feel like every... 
Erod. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I was going to say Erod's the only other option, but he it, it would be a safe bet to use Price in, in long relief if what he did awesome last year. Yeah, right. In that role. I mean, sometimes if you can like say say Sale goes out there and just does his job and we don't need Price, but if you could use Price back to back in games 2 or 3, it doesn't matter so much if we lose game four because we can, you know, utilize him again. And then Sale's going to get another start. It, it, yeah, I mean, he's getting paid $200 million. You got to get some kind of production from this guy in the playoffs. Right, yeah. it's We'll see. I th- We'll know in maybe another day or two what. Um, yeah, he, I'm sure Corey's not going to, like, say what they're going to do next series until they win the series. Yeah, true, right. Speaking of that, when they win this series, Mookie, Gonna walk by the Yankees clubhouse playing the Dirty Water song. <laughs> I hope it happens. Yeah, that was kind of a punk move on Judge's part, but but yeah, stupid. Like, why would you do that when you haven't even won the series? Right. Yeah. It's just bulletin board material. Right. Uh, was any more thoughts on David Price? I kind of cut you off there. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was actually just thinking it would be interesting if, if moving forward, I mean, depending on, you know, what happens in the off season and, and all this kind of stuff, just thinking to the future, if uh, if he does, you know, say, get moved into the bullpen and do well and, you know, something crazy like that happens, if uh, over time, you know, since you guys do have him for, uh, I don't even know, how much longer do you guys have him? Four more years if he doesn't opt Oh, my out. goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so since you've got that time, if he would, you know, potentially evolve into, you know, a good long reliever or even a closer, like for some reason, I, I think of Wade Davis and how uh, Wade Davis was a starter for the Rays, but then he transitioned to bullpen with us and then he went over to the Royals and became, you know, one of a top closer, you know, for them. I'm not even sure where Wade Davis is now, but um, thank you. I'm, I'm not sure where he is, but, uh, the but if there would be a scenario like that, price i mean he'd be an expensive you know bullpen pitcher but i mean if that turns out to be his role you know perhaps but uh yeah, that was he wilts under pressure he can't be a, he can't be a big bullpen guy like that in high leverage situations right his pants and he <laughs> he could i mean he's fine in the regular season for the most part but it's just when october rolls around you know something happens to his brain and he just can't pitch for whatever reason and um, so, I mean, that'll be how they have to look at it if he doesn't opt out, you know, but that'll all get addressed next year. Um, it sucks because he's such a good teammate, too. Like, everyone on the team loves him. Like, he doesn't seem like a good teammate to us because he looks like he quits on the team, but everyone on the team loves him. Like, it just sucks he can't succeed in the playoffs because he's a guy that they can rally behind. Yeah, I don't know. I just dream of the day that he and Dustin Pedroia are no longer a part of this team. And, you know, J.D. and Mookie are the, you know, are the two major powers in the clubhouse, or for lack of a better term. But um, I don't know. I just, there just always seems to be drama with him around. And, um, you know, he, nobody, no other teams won you know, wherever he was before. I mean, he got to the LCS with Toronto when he was a rental and um, the Tigers kind of fizzled that one year and Tampa in 08, he was kind of working out of the pen because he was a rookie that year. But, um, 
but they didn't they didn't win the World Series either, and they never really came close to getting there. So I don't know. I just certain guys I just don't like having around. Adrian Gonzalez, another great example. The the Dodgers literally sent him home last year. Like he showed up mid series because he was on vacation, oddly enough, and he was injured anyway. So I guess the optics were bad. So he finally shows up, and then they drop a game or two. And then Dan Roberts is like, look, man, you got to go home or something. Just we'll catch up after the series. And, you know, they just didn't want him around. And I think Bryce Harper has a similar effect. I mean, there's nothing but mutiny right going on in that Nationals clubhouse. Like, they traded a reliever because they thought he was the clubhouse rat and was leaking stories to Jeff Passan from Yahoo Sports. And that was Brandon Kinsler, and they traded him to the Cubs. And Passan came out after the trade and said, I've never had a single conversation with Brandon Kinsler. So somebody else was the rat in that clubhouse. And, I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess if we win the World Series this year, that whole theory goes down the toilet. But, um up till now, I mean, there's been controversy every season, except for the season uh, with uh, Big Poppy still here in 2016. There was no drama then, but as soon as he left, you know, a bunch of things went down. And that's... Yeah, I mean, I love him in the regular season. Like, the regular season this year, he was awesome. And I, I just had a feeling he was going to carry it into the playoffs, and I was so wrong. Yeah, I, I mean... I mean, I it would have been great if we could have won game two because, you know, we would have swept him. But, um, you know, but I, I, just, I just don't like – when he was on the mound, you can tell by his body language what kind of a night it's going to be. If he's standing there constantly taking deep breaths before he gets to his, uh, you know, his set position and, you know, and he's straightening out his uniform and he does this little shiver thing – that's he just doesn't instill fear into a batter like sale does you know not like not i don't anymore. think guys go up to the plate saying this guy can blow me away because he can't well there's also that and you know i mean he doesn't throw gas anymore he tops out at about 94 and and yeah they're not afraid of him so you know that's a good point like when he's on he's fun to watch pitch i'll admit it but he just doesn't show up in big games yeah, no, absolutely. And when you're paying a guy $200 million, you're not paying him to have a good regular season. You're paying him to be big for you in a World Series run. Exactly, yeah. And hopefully he opts out. I think there's a slight chance he might, but, you know, I'm obviously in the minority there. He'll do what his agent tells him to do. And I think coupled with the fact that there is no – ace on the market this year kind of plays in his favor and if the Red Sox ate not if they ate about a third of his contract instead of him being a 30 million dollar pitcher if they made him like a 20 million dollar pitcher I think teams would line up teams looking for that third or fourth guy to kind of put him over the top kind of like when Garrett Cole went to Houston they didn't exactly need him because Verlander, Keuchel, and uh, Morton, McCullers, I mean, they had a, they could have won the World Series without without Cole, but 
if anybody is looking for that piece, maybe Price becomes that guy. And it would obviously have to be a National League team because, you know, the Red Sox wouldn't want to face him. I, I'd want to face him if we were playing him. <laughs> but Cole was coming off a year where his ERA was like 4-2, though. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, he didn't have a great year, but... Um, yeah, so uh, anything else we'll uh, we'll get into uh, tomorrow's matchup. Unless uh, you guys have... I mean, uh, I want to talk about Yvaldi. He dominated. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about him. He showed up. Yeah. That was his first playoff start. First playoff appearance. Yeah, and uh, he had... Uh, Let's see, he had Tommy John surgery on his uh, throwing elbow and his flexor tendon, which is a big deal. Like, his basically his entire elbow was rebuilt, you know, the the uh, ligaments around it. And, you know, he he hadn't pitched since 2016. And, I mean, up until this game, I mean, wasn't he looking like somewhat of a bust? I mean, he had on starts and off starts. I don't think you could have labeled him as a bust because he's never had an ERA below 3-3 in his career. And in that year, he started 18 games. So, I mean, I don't think you would label him as a bust. I think he was a a project, I guess, for lack of a better term, that had a high reward, high risk, high reward trade. Absolutely, and I mean, I wasn't crazy about it when it happened, but I, I was open-minded you know, I mean, I know the the hardcore analytics people were raving about it and said that it was an absolute steal. Liz, what were your thoughts? Because, I mean, you guys had him in Tampa for half a season. And what kind of an impact did you think he would make with Boston? Uh, I was definitely sad to see him go. You know, he, he, he did pretty good work, you know, with us uh, and everything. But I wasn't sure what he was going to do. Anytime, you know, a player goes from, you know, a market, you know, like Tampa and moves into a place like, uh, like Boston, um, just almost like with Price, you know, in a way, you know, you take them from a little stage and put them on a big one. Uh, they could have been great here and then they just get up there and they crack under pressure. So he, uh, he's really stepped up just, you know, and, um, I'm, I'm glad he's doing well up there. Yeah. I was excited when we got him. His ERA in Tampa was four, two, six. But if you took away his last start before getting traded, it was against the Twins. I think it was eight earned in two innings. It was like a 3-8. I, I thought he was going to make an impact. I'd re-sign him if I'm the Red Sox, if he would want to come back. He's not going to be expensive. And he he just showed that he can show up in big games. Yeah, and hopefully it wouldn't be a, a long-term deal because he's had Tommy John twice now. and I think they could do like a Mitch Moreland kind of thing with him. Yeah, maybe a two-year deal and maybe a vesting option for a third or whatever. But inevitably, he's probably going to need a third Tommy John eventually. And, you know, so you don't want to get too invested. But he definitely looks like a, a really serviceable option. You know, in the rotation and and but when there was a period though throughout the second half of August and September where I mean he just 
I didn't know what his role would be. It almost seemed like he was definitely going to be coming out of the pen. And, you know, Erod. Well, Cora gave a ton of mixed signals about that. Yeah, right. And Erod came back and looked phenomenal in his first start. So I took that as uh, to mean that, you know, even though he's a lefty like Sale and Price, I just figured Evaldi's definitely going to get relegated to the pen. But. You know, it kind of worked out because Erod kind of fizzled and, you know, was his inconsistent self. And, and, yeah, uh, I mean, I just love watching him pitch. Like, he doesn't walk, guys. He doesn't fall behind. Like, I love that. Yeah. He, he gives up hard contact, though, if, uh, if he's not able to locate. His cutter is just filthy. Like, I love a good cutter. I love watching a guy with a good cutter. Yeah. I just wonder how he'll. Stack up with the Astros, though. Yeah, I don't, he can get a start against them, at least in a Red Sox uniform, I don't think. I don't know if he got one with the Rays. Well, we faced him in September. I don't know. Uh, I might be able to pull yeah, that up. I think that was around the time where Cora was saying Evaldi was going to come out of the pen in the playoffs. So I don't think he got a start. Yeah, he well, he played with the Rays, it looks like, back what in June. And he got the loss. Oh, did he? What was, do you have a stat line? Uh, yeah, looks like seven hits, four runs, four earned, four home runs. <laughs> so that's not too promising. So but, he, I mean, for one start, I mean, it's hard to say. I, he's just, he's he's real aggressive, which, which I like too. But that aggression with that lineup, you know, is can come back to bite you. Yeah, we got to get there first, though. True. I don't want to jinx anything yet. And like you said, he did give up eight runs in two innings against the Twins, and then a couple weeks later in his very first, and I, I don't even think it was a couple weeks, I think it was quicker than that, but in his first start with the Red Sox, he he pitched eight shutout innings against them after, you know, getting shelled, like you said. So, he seems like, he, he just seems like a tough guy. Like I just feel like he doesn't let, like, a moment get to him. Yeah, true. Like the opposite of price, right? Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, Porcello's like that as well, and he's getting the start tomorrow. And my hope for Porcello, I know he won the Cy Young, but I didn't. I wasn't. I knew he wasn't going to turn into like Max Scherzer or someone. Not that he throws. He's 98. got a five eight um, postseason career ERA. I know that. It's, yeah, which is. Only in two starts, I think, though. I, I know oh, it was an 0-2 record. I don't know how many he's oh, actually, he started. He might have pitched for Detroit now that I think about it. but Yeah, I know it's an 0-2 record. Yeah. But it's a fairly short sample size. And, you know, I just think if he can keep the ball up in the zone, that, that seems to translate well for him against the Yankees because, for the most part, they're, they're a launch angle type lineup. And, you know, they live and die by the home run. And really, I think his only threat would be Giancarlo Stanton because he doesn't have that uppercut swing. And I I think that's what led to, um, you know, that complete game. So Yeah, I mean, when you can throw that cutter running away to to hitters at Yankee Stadium, you got something working. Because if you miss that location by an inch, that's going over the right field wall. Right. Yeah, and uh, we'll see tomorrow, but I uh, I just think 
I just think we're going to ride the momentum. Um, what's the lineup going to look like against Sabathia? Because a lot of the guys tonight that did a lot of damage were lefties. I mean, Benintendi, three RBIs. Brock Holt, five RBIs. Um, I think Sandy's back in the back in the lineup, unfortunately. Yeah, because that's Porcello's guy. I mean, he was the guy that helped spark that Cy Young run when he got, you know, added to the. Um, the yeah, big I mean, I love roster. Sandy behind the plate. Game one, he was making some like when uh, Kimbrel came in, he's stopping like fastballs in the dirt. Like he's awesome behind the plate. Yeah, he ba- just can't hit. Barnes was throwing the ball like it was a lawn dart, and <laughs> yeah, he was throwing splitters forty-eight feet. Like yeah. It was bad, but Sandy, bases were loaded a couple of times, and he kept the ball in front of him. And I think Holt starts at third tomorrow. That's what I would do. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but that's I would just ride the hot bat. I don't know how. Because Holt's so streaky. He's a streaky guy. Yeah. It, I don't know what numbers uh, Devers has against Sabathia, but. You know, if he's the odd man out, that's fine. But if it's Kinsler again, I, I would also be fine with that. Yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't start Kinsler at second in most of these games. Like, I know he's got experience, but he's just, he's got an awesome glove, but it's not like Hulk can't make plays at second. Yeah, true. Yeah. He was so hot in September. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and if nothing else, I mean, he can still come off the bench. I mean, he was basically Johnny Gomes in the second half. He had a, at least a couple of home runs off the bench. And, uh, you know, it, we got the depth, so that's that's good. That's good. I mean, Pierce probably slides into the three-hole tomorrow because with the lefty pitcher. Yeah. That's what I would guess with J.D. hitting fourth, Bogart's hitting fifth probably. Right. Yeah, and Pierce then, has really good numbers against Sabathia apparently. Who does? Yeah, well – Sabathia pitching Pierce's three home run game. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I was at that. That was crazy. He'll be in the lineup for sure. <clears throat> um. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I think we've covered most of it. Um, Liz, are you are you going to change your tune with me and uh, fix socks from from here out or? Ah. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I want them to win. You know, like I said, when I pick the Yankees, I... Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, the it's heavily in the Red Sox favor at this point because we hit Hap, we hit Severino. I'm assuming we're going to do some damage against Sabathia tomorrow. Yeah. I just want to say... How embarrassing is it that you have to throw your backup catcher in a playoff game? <laughs> that is embarrassing. You know, I was going to have this br- – I had this brilliant tweet all ready to go if Romine got out of the inning, you know, without giving up any home runs to uh, anyone. And um, I was going to say that I, I'd never seen a catcher pitch to another catcher. <laughs> And then I was going to point out that the the catcher that just pitched pitched better than the $217 million pitcher did because Price didn't even have a clean inning, you know, huh. in that start. So 
if Romine got out of the inning without a run, he, he he's had a better postseason on the mound. <laughs> but is Hicks good to go tomorrow for the Yankees? I would think so because I was seeing reports that he was really upset with uh, Aaron Boone for not putting him in the lineup. So Gardner, he isn't. He went over three again today, but McCutcheon's went over four. So I don't know who they would if they would start McCutcheon or Gardner. I'd probably go McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, hopefully they make the wrong choice, but uh, I'd be surprised if Hicks doesn't end up in the lineup, and he seems to hit us so well, too. I, Can I get your opinion on Luke Voigt? Like, I think he's a douchebag. He had his chest hair sticking out of his jersey today. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a douchebag. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, he he made an interesting case for rookie of the year. He won't get it, obviously. Um, Otani or Andahar will will get it, but um, yeah, I just he reminds me of like a frat kid who's just like way too full of himself. Yeah, <laughs> like he did the the video of him doing the bench press with one arm. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Well, apparently he uh, likes showmanship. He took a lot of heat for that. Um, that flipping the triple? Yeah, yeah. He was acting like it was going to go, and it didn't go, and it happens to be the shortest right field in Major League Baseball as well. So I liked when he, um, when we were playing them, like the last week, of the last series of the year, and he did a bat flip on a home run that went to the first row. I forget what Eckersley said, like the, exactly, but he was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's he hasn't quite reached uh, Tyler Austin status yet, but that could change if not in the next couple of games at some point next year. But he mashed his way onto that postseason. Lineup, oh yeah, he so. was he was hot, and I mean. Yeah, another hit again today. I think he's got a hit in all three games so far. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't quite have the momentum, though. I mean, the All-Star game, he he either had, I don't know if the bases were loaded when he hit that or if there were two on, but he cleared the bases and, uh, you know, made his mark there. But the Red Sox have done a good job kind of neutralizing him and not letting him, you know, do any real damage. Yeah, and I mean... Stanton did some today, but he's game one. He looked terrible. Stanton, yeah, he he wasn't coming like within five feet of a ball. He didn't scare me at all. Game one, but I mean, yeah, well, I still wouldn't give him anything to hit tomorrow. Like I said, you know, Porcello pitches him. uh, You know, will pitch them high and try to prevent them from really, you know, letting it leave the park anyway, and. Um, so I don't know if, if everybody else is, but Stanton's extremely streaky, as we have seen throughout the year. I mean, yeah, he had those two five strikeout games, and um, you know, and he he really didn't do much through, you know, the first six weeks anyway. What do you think Porcello's stat line looks like tomorrow? I'll say six and a third. I think he'll come out in the seventh inning, probably get an out and uh, first hit or walk he gives up, I think they'll pull him. Yeah, I think he needs to go at least six, but I think he's going to have one of those starts where he looks, like, dominant through, like, the first three innings, and then, like, the fourth inning, couple line drives get hit off him, and then once he gives up a hit in the fifth, they'll pull him. 
Well, I mean, who's going to come in after him? No, I don't know who, but I mean, yeah. if he... That's Joe Kelly looked good the other night. Maybe he can ride that. He's a streaky pitcher. Yeah, a friend of mine was texting... Much as I hate him. A friend of mine was texting me before the game, and he was... Well, he's a Yankee fan. He's a little nervous, and I was like, you know, I didn't think Evaldi was going to go that many innings, and I kept telling him, even if Sabathia wasn't good, I'm like, our bullpen has to come in sometime, (laughs) you know, and who knows what's going to happen at that point. Yeah, speaking of that, why was Wright even put on the roster if if he had an MRI scheduled? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like, think, I know it didn't end up hurting us, but I think that it, didn't make sense. You, it cropped up, I think, the day before, and, and that seems to happen with him because, remember, he had those two electric starts, you know, when he came off of his suspension and yeah. just looked really good, and then I think his third or fourth start, he just got absolutely shelled and then suddenly is on the DL, and he didn't come off of it until you know, early September, and then I just... that He had the same surgery Pedroia had, that cartilage restoration where they they take it from an organ donor, basically. And yeah. I, I don't know the exact specifics, but it, it gets kind of, you know, integrated into their leg. And uh, I just... I don't know that that's really a successful... Surgery. It might have been more experimental because both of them are having issues. And and uh, if it's a tight game tomorrow, like let's say around six, seventh inning, you're up by one. Would you risk putting Sale in for an inning? And we're up by one. Like, let's say we're up by one or two runs because they said that was it game two. He was available to go out of the pen. Um, or, no, he said he was available out of the pen game two. I think before the game tonight. I saw something on Twitter that, like, Sale could go out of the pen if they need him. I'd be uncomfortable with that if it was a real narrow lead. If it was, like, three or four runs and it was, like, the eighth inning or something, you know, then I might. But I don't want to jeopardize the entire following game, you know, just to see if he can do it. I I don't – it's – who knows? And there's been a lot that I've been uncomfortable with this series, so – it sucks not having, like, a bullpen where, like, you know who you're going to go to in the 7th, 8th, and the ninth. Right. No, I feel it's you. Just, it's so stressful. I mean, Kelly did kind of redeem himself, so maybe he'll get another look at, at some point in the game tomorrow. And um, Like, the Yankees, they they have it good. They have Batances, they have um, Chapman, and they have Robertson. Like, they know that's their 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. Like, we don't have that. Yeah, and they that got they have Britain as well, who is yeah pitched. they have Britain too. I complete they 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 could pull their starter out in the fifth with a one run lead and be fine. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, must be nuts. I, you know, and Cora finally did put Brazier into a clean inning, and uh, and it, he was a badass. He, he said, "Get in the box," and then Cade Sanchez. Yeah, he did. That was awesome. And a couple weird things happened. I know Nunez botched a, a throw over the first, and that allowed a base runner. And another weird thing happened. But if his defense was solid all around him, it would have been a totally clean inning. And and if he's utilized that way, I have a lot of faith in him that he can get through the inning. But if he comes in with runners on, it seems like they always end up scoring. So he's just got to come out at the start of the inning and 
Um, hopefully the managers yeah, like figured that out. I like Brazier a lot. Yeah, and the way the whole last couple of weeks went, I mean, Cora was just doing the most random things. He was using Pomeranz in weird spots, and and you know, so everybody's saying, "Oh, he's just he's just you know keeping everyone loose, you know, for the postseason and don't read into what he does." And you know, and so, but when he brought him out in Game One with runners on, and at least two of them scored, I was like. You know, I got really uncomfortable. I'm like, I hope this guy knows what he's doing in the month of October. Yeah, I mean, if you got to put someone in runners on, I guess I'd probably go like Workman or Barnes. Or yeah, yeah. Now that he had that that good game, right? You know, and they any one of them. Workman, he got himself into the jam game one, but he clutched up and got out of it. Yeah, which m- makes me a little bit more comfortable with him than Barnes. I yeah. Must say. Yeah. His, when his curveball's on, that's nasty. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and he still throws heat as well. You know, he throws 98-99, so. He's got the World Series experience. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll uh, we'll just wrap up. You know, a few of us probably have to get up early. Um, so, uh, Liz, what's, uh, give me your final score for tomorrow. Final score. I'm thinking, I don't know, Yankees 6, Red Sox 4. Oh, hater. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, Billy. I think they'll push game 5. I, re- I really think they'll push game 5. I think this was embarrassing. You know, and the Red Sox have momentum, but at the same time, now the Yankees have, have the drive. They know they're at home. They know they're more likely to win at home. And uh, and going into Boston is gonna be gonna be it's gonna be difficult for both teams, but um, but uh, it'll be a lot easier, you know, for them to win here, and they know it's a must win. So, so that's why I'm thinking they're they're gonna push it to Game Five. Right, and the the one thing in the back of my mind too is if you go back to '04 when the Yankees won their third game, it was 19 to eight, and I was thinking, oh, we're done. We just got killed. There's no way we're recovering from this, and then. Of course, the run started in the next game, and you know we went to the World Series. But <laughs> that is kind of screwing with me a little bit, you know, sixteen to one, and I'm thinking back to that game. But I'm I'm just gonna try to forget about it. Um, Billy, what, what's your final score? Red Sox four hundred, Yankees zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think Red Sox win at seven five. Seven five. I I just think they have too much momentum right now. I'll go seven to two, Boston. How do you feel that the first base umpire, Angel Hernandez, he's buying the plate tomorrow? That's a little scary, but uh, yeah, he uh, he definitely uh, <laughs> had a rough night at first. Too, night. Like I'm watching on TV, and I'm like, like I knew right away those were wrong calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't have a good night. And uh, the other scary thing is, is he's really quick to eject players, and you don't really want to see that in a in a playoff type game. So, oh. I thought there was a chance today got a little chippy because of what Judge did, but I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, well, all right. I'll. Uh, I think I got. Yeah, I got Jeremy and. Uh, 
John coming on tomorrow night. So um, if that doesn't clinch it, we'll uh, we'll be back on Thursday night. So I'll I'll touch base with you guys on that, and we could have a regular show at some point this week as well. So um, so yeah, we'll be in touch as far as all that goes. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks for coming on, and uh, go get some sleep. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Good night. Red Sox take a 2-1 to series lead against the New York Yankees thanks to some explosive offense and shutdown starting pitching from Nathan Evoldi. They'll pick it back up tomorrow night with Rick Porcello on the mound against CC Sabathia, and we will have a post-game show as well. So tune in for that, and uh, have a good evening, good morning, whenever you happen to listen. I'm a member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of a family. Wherever I roam, a Fenway home, that's where I long to be. I'm a member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of insanity. Yeah, I live and die with Red Sox pride for eternity. I fake a smile November until opening day. Suffering baseball withdrawal around the clock. When April comes, hey, meet me down on Yawkey Way. That's when Red Sox Thank you.